Hello, Perianne. Hello, everyone in podcast land. Hello, Eloise and podcast land people. <laughs> so uh, I've been shuffling our cards for today. And what are we going to get? What are we going to get? Are we going to get another cup in the series? Are <laughs> we going to get another uh, number five? We haven't had five yet. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm still feeling like one is good enough. Oh, I think it's going to be inverted. <gasps> it's the justice card, inverted. Ooh, something completely mm. different. So, mm-hmm, that is such a complex card. Right. Especially with all the, you know, political stuff going on in the yeah. world. Yeah, it's just like, well, well justice. Clear the next few hours, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) This could be a long one. (laughs) Well, yes, I know you are. Well, let's see what we, what I tune into. Mm. Though, you know, usually if justice comes up right, we're looking at, you know, justice of the universe, not really personal justice. So one of the, my favorite stories was someone asked me, will justice be served? So that's a yes, no question. Yeah. And it came up, yes, justice will be served. And this person said, oh, so I'm going to win. I said, well, no, <laughs> that's not what you asked. <laughs> yeah. Depends if you're so really often, right. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I always look at justice as the more you think you are right about something, likely justice will come up inverted to let you know that, you know, you, you're you really stuck, the, the generic you, I mean, that you're really stuck in some kind of ideological fixation. And the universe is metaphysical. It's not ideologically fixated. As a matter of fact, it's more... Um, more attuned to looking at ideology going yeah you know uh, tell god your plans and you'll make him laugh off his chair right Hmm. because our plans our ideologies are just mental um mental configurations so that doesn't mean you can't plan something out but it's leaving the flexibility to allow it to occur. And when justice is inverted, usually it's somebody saying they're right. The opposition says, no, I'm right. And you you get into a battle. So that's where I think, you know, immediately the political um, viewpoints of the world come up. They're so um, polarized, mm. right? They're, and each side thinks they're correct. And it's really... A, it has nothing to do with the metaphysical, nothing to do with what the the universe or God or or your deeper sense of of self or um, connection to the soul or uh, what the heart brain would say or the Dharma center of the brain would say. You know, just it has no affiliation uh, with natural laws you know, natural laws of the universe. Like, um, you know, people will often say, uh, we are part of nature. Yeah, okay, we're part of nature. Of course we are, but we are nature. 
there, there isn't a, a separation. We are natural. Even if you don't like what we're doing as humans, we are natural. Yeah. We are, we are part of the nature of things. And this is where, you know, ideological arrogance comes into play, thinking that, well, you know, we can be better than nature. Really? That's that, what, in what way would you think that we could or should be better than nature? Or, you know, if a lion is going to kill its food to eat, um, we could say ideologically, well, that's not good. A lion shouldn't kill its food. But it doesn't know any better. We know better. Really, you know better. So again, we're against nature. So yeah, it's usually just the ideology. So look around you today. Uh, You might notice that your own uh, self-righteous justification of your ideas are likely in conflict with your nature and conflict with the world. And you are part of what creates uh, more and more polarized thinking. So the middle road where justice holds the scales in balance is, well, both sides need to be there. You know, I often think of uh, conservatives and liberals. We don't want to have those, one of them disappear. It wouldn't be very good for anybody. So if there were no conservatives in the world, well, there would be no conservation. If there were no liberals in the world, there would be no creativity or, you know, the capacity to, you know, statistically, uh, conservatives will keep a business running and liberals will create businesses. They'll take that risk. So we need the two of them to work together. So when you, when you look at the world, we need all of the different aspects. Of course, not extreme polarized ideology. Those are just our tendency to believe that some idea is correct. But we need to have all of it working together to have a nice balance. Yeah. To have things, um, well, I don't know if, you know, anything will ever run smoothly or we need disruption too. Disruption is such a great way to um, catalyze us into uh, detoxifying. You know, if, if, you know, one of these viewpoints that I really liked was um, if you censor people, those people go underground and you don't know what they're thinking anymore. And you never know where they're going to show up. So, yeah, you might not like a viewpoint someone has, but you want to know where it is. I'd like to know where the, the, the terrible people are. If they go into hiding, then they start doing all of their stuff deceptively and they could show up and really mm. be dangerous, right? So the, the dangers that are out there, we need to see them. Yeah, We need to see different points of view so we can... We can maybe educate them, but forcing someone to come to your point of view um, and they dis- and dismissing the others, um, let's say what they add to the, the menu. 
what they add to the list, mm. what they add to the quality of what we're doing is great. Yeah. You know, not, not the extremes. I'm not talking about extremes now, but we often get upset when someone thinks differently or wants to do something differently. We'll, we'll move up against it. And justice coming in lets you know, hey, you need to reassess your position. Not the other's position. Justice really pertains to, am I open-minded? Am I able to, uh, you can have a debate, of course. It's lot, you know, some people have a lot of fun having a debate, bringing ideas up. But we need a debate sometimes. Mm. We need to add different ideas. We need to disagree. Because maybe something is not, not complete. Well, maybe. Likely it isn't. What is complete? What is ever finished? What, what doesn't need some new new input and so those catalyzing effects can be wonderful you know like looking at a child who's shown something new and they get so excited mm. we don't anymore yeah, we're like, oh, yeah. we age and we have our sense of what's right and wrong and we will promote it and no fascination for um i often look as pe at people as a whole land a whole nation unto themselves and we're discovering this new nation how they think and how they experience life it can be such a wonderful eye-opener but when we come in with the idea of i'm right and you're wrong usually we tip the scales usually we're part of the problem yeah now that doesn't mean you can't have an argument Right. That doesn't mean there isn't a point where you're you're you get catalyzed and angry and you're you're actually expanding your neurons. Right. You're you're when anger starts coming up and you get a little. Well, I do. We're not I don't think everyone does. Some people are more silent and more thoughtful. I'm more blabbery and talk. And, you know, my anger, which is movement, anger is moving energy, uh, will catalyze uh, you know, opening my own mind. And, you know, I can look very dramatic and I can look like I'm angry, but I'm not. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm creating, I'm synthesizing, I'm integrating. All of this stuff is going on and I come out the other end and go, wow, that was so, so fascinating. That was so interesting to hear your point of view. It really, you know, I could feel my neurons shifting, right? Mm. But when we turn around and go, no, you're wrong, then we're just shutting down. So there's this massive adventure. And when justice comes inverted, it says, I'm not going to live the adventure. I resist. I don't see the adventure. I'm not interested. I'm just going to close myself up. So that's when fear takes hold as a, you know, a, a rigid, ice cold, frozen land that you can't get through and you might have anger you know lifting off of the fear to uh, argue an idea but there's no openness no integration no movement of the anger through the ice caps it's wonderful when it goes through the ice and we begin to see differently 
Wow, that was interesting to me. Yeah. <laughs> I found that I, that's a very different way of expressing um, how I've seen justice in the past. So I don't know what you guys are bringing to me, but that was, um, that was very different uh, for me. I'm having a little uh, shift of my own right now. <laughs> uh, just just hearing that, it's it's so interesting to know that you know things work through us, like fire will work through us, and um, anger will move to. Uh, I'm I, obviously sounds like I've been smiling this whole time, so the anger is moving in this wonderful way that it's catalyzing new ideas. I can feel there's integration going on. I've never explained the cards quite this way. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So it's, it, it's fascinating that I'm even seeing my own and I'm about to laugh. And yet I know that beautiful movement is going through my body and I can feel my head that just, you know, little tingles on the top and my legs kind of, oh my goodness, there's, there's this really beautiful way to see that that justice isn't just I am right and you're wrong and being catalyzed could be really good. Now, I don't know about politically that, you know, the media right now and all of this kind of rigid stuff and, you know, politicians holding their I'm right and you're wrong and finding ways to lambaste the other. It's just um, a very bad play. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, you know, one side says one thing, the other side says the other thing. It's like, that's not how we think. Some people do, but it's really not how the general populace thinks. And we know that because of the proportion of the population that actually watches this stuff. Mm. It's not very big. And, uh, I, you know, I watch some content creators and just seeing some of them have a middle road, some of them you know, might go to an extreme, uh, that's fine. Uh, but they're, they're being thoughtful, yeah. you know, just kind of looking at things and um, being critical, critical thinkers. Um, and it's very interesting to see people and how they think. Uh, and they'll open up our minds, right, to what's really going on. I know a lot of people are calling that conspiracy theory, but critical thinking isn't necessarily conspiracy theory and you don't have to necessarily draw a conclusion, but um, at least open up some doorways to see, well, maybe nothing is as it seems, which is very much our work, right? Nothing yeah. is as it seems. Mm. And I know from my personal experience with the work that we do, that nothing is as it seems. Meaning if I do a body talk session and we balance out a link to a belief system, the person can see the world very differently. So what it looked like before their session, it doesn't look like after. Or in breakthrough work, which is Inanna Yoga or Vedanta, you're shifting perspective on your conflict. And the moment you shift perspective, Nothing is the same again. So how you see the world, like someone could be catalyzed by something and blame another person. And they go through this series of questioning and they deconstruct the mind. And once they look at this, the, the mind in fragments and see all of the paradoxes, nothing makes sense anymore. And they come out and 
the other person is inconsequential. They go, I, I'm not angry anymore. I don't, mm. I'm not upset. I don't even know what the problem was before I started this session. So, and I've had that experience over and over and over and over again, hundreds and hundreds of times where I perceived, let's say I blamed myself for something. And when I come out the other end and see uh, this deconstructed mind and it, it just deconstructing the mind does all the work, right? You just see all of the ways you're thinking and, once you see all the paradoxes and they don't make any sense and you're falling in the hole, you get yourself out of the hole and none of that holds you anymore. There's no strings like a puppet holding you to react the same way over and over again. All of a sudden, boop, nope, here I am. Oh, what was I blaming myself for? What was, what was the problem? I don't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can remember, of course. But it's, it's sometimes it's even funny. You know, I often start a session and people say, oh, you know, I've done therapy. And I go, well, this isn't therapy. Uh, I've done, you know, lots of analysis. Well, it's not analysis. It's very different. You're just going to see what you think. And when you see what you think, you'll just laugh at it. It's like saying, I believe Santa Claus comes every seven days and punches me in the head <laughs> the moment you realize there's no Santa Claus and that you've been punching yourself this whole time, well, it stops. Yeah. So, that's a weird example, but to me, you know, that's exactly what we do. We have this belief system that keeps hitting us in the face and we get all angry about it or we get sad about it, whatever emotion is going on. And once we see that, oh, Really? That's what I've been holding as a belief? Oh, oh. well, that doesn't make any sense. Because I also believe the opposite. Uh, oh, what's the truth? Well, neither of them. So now, ah, I'm completely free from them. So Santa Claus stops punching you in the head. That's basically <laughs> <laughs> Oh, some of these analogies that I come up with, I have no idea where they come from. But anyway. <laughs> Does it matter? <laughs> So I, I would say with the justice card upside down, if you notice that Santa Claus is punching you in the head, <laughs> you might want to take a deeper look at what you think is right. I mean, it's okay to have a preference. You know, Eloise and I have talked about this before. We're likely a combination. Um, well, I'd say we're more liberal, but with a soupçon of, of conservative because we can keep the business running. When people are just liberal, the businesses kind of unravel because there isn't a, a conservative around to watch the budget, to take care of spending, et cetera, et cetera. So we have that soup soul of cons conservation. Somebody, uh, actually it was my dad who said to me, can I be a conservative and a liberal? I said, of course you can. Yeah. And he said, yeah, because kids, I've been very liberal minded and you know, I think liberally. And I said, yes, I agree with you. You do. And he said, but when I ran my business, I was a conservative. I conserved, you know, money. I conserved product. I conserved things. And I said, yeah, I agree with you. And I, and I explained to him that to have a business, usually if it's just you running the business, you have to have both or it won't work. Then you'll need somebody to conserve for you. Or if you want to run a business and you need somebody to come up with the risks and the ideas, then you need a liberal. But for, you know, many, many people like you and I, Eloise, yeah. 
there's a ton out there. We have both to be able to run the business, conserve, not run around just spending everything. You know, I used to uh, watch people uh, who would start a business and the first thing they would do is borrow a hundred thousand dollars and you know decorate the place yes and so they'd start with this big hundred hundred and fifty thousand dollar debt now they've got to pay their salary they got to pay the debt they got to get clients they need a manager they need all kinds of things and um i'm not saying that that's not not viable Mm. But when you're a small business like us, there's different models, right? So a small business like us, you know, you're going to uh, you're going to run into a few issues because you keep paying that back. So often they go bankrupt. Yeah. They really have to have the model that, well, if I invest this, I know that a projection this year is I'm going to make a million dollars. Well, for you and I, that's not going to happen. Because well, that's yet. not how we work. <laughs> so we, know, we know ourselves enough to know this is how I work. I work very personally with people. Now, there's a possibility that you could do it. Like, you know, if we had a clinic with 10 rooms and each room, 10 rooms every 15 minutes was earning $1,000. Well, then you'll be able to make it. But that's not how I work. I don't work that way. I work more personally on an individual basis. I spend a lot more time talking to people and working through things that way. So uh, there, there are not enough hours in a day to earn a million dollars. Yeah. And you could say, well, I'll charge a thousand dollars an hour. Well, that's fine, but that's again, a different model. That means, you know, you might see someone once you might, you need to access a different environment. We accessed what we, decided what suited us. You can always change, of course. So there's lots of flexibility, but you know, you've got to know what model you're following and how you want to do things. So when you think you know, uh, the justice card says, well, maybe you don't. So let's say you're thinking about designing your business and it's not, and people are disagreeing with you and you're not acquiring that information. Today's a good day to listen. If you're having an argument with your partner uh, or your kids or friends, not a very good day to think you're right. You're likely very wrong. Mm. So all, all different aspects of your life. Well, it's not today. Sorry, this is a week card uh, for the entire week. So this is a good week to really listen to what other people have to say and see if you are not, um, if you're rejecting what they have to say based on principle rather than on logic. Yeah. Or on emotion rather than logic. Now, I don't always say logic works, but sometimes when you're sitting down looking at numbers or you're having an argument with someone, hey, let me look at this argument. Am I standing and building a case for my point of view? Or are we engaging in a conversation and questioning the way I see things? Yeah. Oh, very, very, very different. Mm-hmm. So uh, take note of all those things this week and see, hey, can I come to a different balance in my life with others, with my work, with my business, with my boss, with my friends, with my children? You know, am I standing firm 
and I'm right. If you are, time to pose some really good questions. And if you've got kids, tell them to ask you a question. You know, a kid will ask, why is your business so important? It's a good question. Uh, your partner might ask you something, you know, use those questions to support your self-inquiry, to see what you're really doing. And do you have room or space to be flexible? Flexible in your mind. I don't mean flexible to bow to anyone. It's just, am I flexible to hear different things to even someone, you know, through the years of reading tarot, uh, when someone would come for a business model, I would tell them that I see problems in their business model and they would tell me, I don't know what I'm talking about. Mm. And I'd say, okay, um, all right, but there's no harm in asking these questions of your mom. No, 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 I've asked professionals. And then a year later, they come in and say, it didn't work. How did you know? Well, because you're, you're, not, you're at cross purposes with yourself. You have an idea of a business model, but you don't know what it is you're able to do. You don't know what it takes to, to create that. What are you willing to do? You know, it, people always want to grow their business and sometimes they can't manage it. Mm. Yeah. You know, I, I remember when I started um, business with my brother-in-law and two other people I knew went into business at the same time. And boy, oh boy, these two people hadn't been in business. I had run my, my family business and do what it, it took to be in business from the time I was 21 years old. And uh, they were both telling me what I should and shouldn't be doing. But I knew my limitations. I knew what I was capable of doing. I knew where I needed to put my energy. So I kept going on every day. And both of them, after eight months to 12 months, went out of business. Mm. And one of them said to me, Terrian, I don't know how you did it. Business is the hardest thing I have ever done in my life. Yeah. And I don't know how you made, and I had a weird concept. I was doing refill service for cleaning products. So it was like brand new. Nobody else was doing it. So that's also when you're creating the wheel, it's just a whole new world, right? Yeah. And it is a lot harder to get a new concept out in the world uh, with, you know, minimal financing, you know, just a bit of savings and that was it. Uh, but I was doing the legwork, doing all the legwork and we made it work. We made it run. And uh, they said this, this friend of mine said, no, I just have no idea how you did it. What's your secret? And I said, well, my secret is you get up and you go to work every day and you just keep going. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's the big, the big, the big uh, secret. secret. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I went in with my brother-in-law and after three months, he said, maybe we should give it up. I said, we haven't even started yet. <laughs> I know it's tough and I know three months is tough, but we haven't even gotten through it. We're not giving up now. No, 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 no. Let's go. Let's go. It'll happen. There'll be a moment it's going to happen. And it did. It, it turned around. Yeah. And I can't tell you that year, we had 60 consecutive days of the warmest day was minus 20 Celsius. Wow. For 60 days. So everything was 
I couldn't believe when I saw on the um, on one of these uh, temperature neon signs that it was minus 30, minus 30, minus 32. It was unbelievable. 60 days wouldn't break driving around in a truck wow. and a diesel truck doesn't heat very well. So we had a propane heater. Oh my God, it was crazy, but we did it. We did it. Yeah. We did it. Wow. So, yeah, really interesting. Um, it was fascinating to me to see the feedback, you know, uh, and also when something works, you don't play around too much with it. You know, people often go, oh, you know what you could do? You could do this and you could do that. Well, you know, start off first with the, the system that works. So one of my friends that I'm mentioning uh, bought uh, a restaurant and, and it was a dirty, dumpy hot dog joint. And they had all these ideas. We're going to clean it up. We're going to fix it. We're going to make it beautiful. And, mm -hmm. and I thought, really? This is a hot dog joint. Maybe it needs to stay dirty for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's, you know, sprucing it up. Where are you going to get that clientele to sell it for a dollar more or whatever? Of course, it failed. Yeah. You know, all that work and money and went right down the tubes. You know, I know we like things to be clean, etc. Well, you could clean the grill and clean the floors, but do you really need to, you know, do everything that you're doing? I find it so funny. And we have a street here. It's hilarious. You know, there's two um, two business corners. It's like they're cursed. You know, just keep people seeing people go in. It's been a chocolate shop, a shoe shop, a oh, clothing yeah, store. Oh, yeah, we have places like that. It's hilarious. <laughs> they're hilarious, right? It's like they're almost cursed. Like, why? People keep renting them. I know. You know it's like, go, don't get that place. <laughs> Yeah, like, have you not sat in this area to know that's yeah, not going to work out? Done your <laughs> you know, one one big uh, one big thing I I learned is you know I wouldn't go into an area unless I'd lived there a couple of years to know what place works, how many people go in and out. It's so funny because there's this shop and then there's a Starbucks next door. The Starbucks works. But the shop next door doesn't work. And then there's a stairwell that goes up and there are different floors of shops. And they always work. <laughs> but this one corner wow. just doesn't, doesn't work. It's amazing. So it's like, yeah, you know, you need an exorcist in there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's something going on. So free business advice. When you're looking to rent a space, make sure. Yeah, find out how you many know. people have been in there in the last two years. <laughs> or even five years. I mean, this place, 10 years in and out of business. They're open for two years and then they're gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so funny. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, you can really turn justice around if you open up your mind. Yeah. You know, don't, don't just think you know. You know, because sometimes, let's say somebody new walks into one of their spaces, says, oh, it's good square footage they're giving me a good price yeah. everything's good it's got good visibility but you haven't looked around to see this hot place just not mm -hmm. <laughs> not lucky you know and then you have across the street you know so many places have been there for years and years and years yeah uh, it's amazing or even a, a small you know a small little village kind of area 
in the city? You know, is it going to work? How it, well, what is your, how many people are coming there and how many people can you actually have come in? It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing, amazing what we miss. I've seen so many people miss so many things just because it's meeting their criteria, but your criteria is limited. Yeah. So when you think you're right, that's another example. Maybe your criteria is not fully fleshed out. Maybe you need to look at more criteria. I asked one of the top business people here in Montreal, you know, what's, what are your thoughts on what I'm doing Yeah. and what I started? And he did say, don't do it. You are reinventing the wheel. That is almost an impossible proposition. Yeah. And I was like, you know, he's right. Yeah. I knew he was right. But, you know, I went, I went and did it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, you're doing something against all odds. And when it succeeded, he, he said to me, I can't believe you did this. I, I can't believe you made it happen. I said, well, the initial idea has been, you know, morphed over time. He goes, yeah, but that's how business is. It morphs till it makes it, but you made it work. I don't, I don't know how you did it. Um, yeah. When it comes to energy work, you know, when I started in the 90s, you know, it wasn't big to have a Reiki clinic. Like, you yeah. know, you still don't see um, signs for there's a Reiki clinic. And yet I had a full-time Reiki practice, you know, uh, and uh, body talk came in. And of course now healing, the healing arts are much bigger than they were back then. But people would just think I was uh, in my family, my extended family, which is right across Canada. You know, they're like, oh, you know, you're doing all that flaky thing that, that uh, your cousins are doing. And uh, I said, oh, but, I have to live off it. It's not just a hobby. Yeah. Like they've got jobs or some are rich. And it's like, they're just doing it, you know, on the side, but I have to make this work. This isn't, this is part of my life and I'm already successful with Reiki. So yeah. tarot and then Reiki and then courses and all kinds of stuff before I came into the body talk system. And, uh, yeah, they. I had comments later, especially by the male business people. They said, "Oh my God, Terry Zan's the only one who, who made this work." Mm. You know, and I thought, "Yeah, it's you, you know, you can, um, you can make it work." As we know, yeah. I mean, you made it work, and so many people made it yeah, work. Yeah, I think but... it's like some people treat it like a hobby, and some of us actually realize it's a business. That's right. It is a business. It is our work. Yeah. It's what we, we love to do it. And it's it's wonderful. It's interesting. But, you know, if you go back to the 90s, yeah. uh, it wasn't popular. You weren't going to go out and see. Vitamins were. Uh, even yoga wasn't even as popular. Yeah. You know, I remember going to the gym and doing uh, uh, yoga when I was, you know, going to train and stuff like that. And I would do my asanas. And people would come up and say, what are you doing? I, I don't think anyone would say that today. <laughs> so in 1992, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, yoga. What's yoga? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's, that's how old I am. Right? <laughs> and of course, I'm in the in Eastern Canada, not Western Canada. It was more popular in the West. 
uh, and you know yoga became popular more popularized in the 60s and 70s which is when i started doing yoga and you know it's just sort of a strange side thing now it's everybody and his brother are doing yoga yeah. you know so it's a very different world we're living in uh, so sure you can think of an idea that you could make manifest but <laughs> you need to have your uh, different viewpoints so you can make it happen. I mean, some people say, well, you were the only one doing it, so that's why you succeeded. That's not true. Because being alone doesn't help spread the word. Yeah. So now if you decide to be a yoga instructor, you're going to find a job. I wasn't going to find a job <laughs> as a Reiki <laughs> practitioner or teaching all these strange courses I was teaching and manifesting and, you know, stones and... Uh, uh, shifting perspective on your life, uh, tarot. It wasn't. It wasn't popular. Now you can get online. There's so many people reading tarot. Mm. But when I was, when I was a kid, it was like, ooh, that's a weird, spooky thing you're yeah. doing. It's a whole other world. Yeah. yeah. So sure, you can do different things. But I didn't think I was right. I just thought, no, I'm a specialist in this field, and there are people out there who want to do it. And I'm going to find them. And it's going to be, I'm not investing a lot of money. I'm investing my energy and my time and I'm going to make it happen. And I did. Mm. Despite, you know, some weeks walking around with only a dollar in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that was only some weeks. There was always, you know, something coming in. So, yeah, it's not thinking you're right. It's, Okay, I have a model, I have an idea, and let me see what my pitfalls are. I kept looking for pitfalls too. Okay, so why isn't this working out? Maybe I would pick up business manuals and research them and see what things I could implement. But I made sure nine to five, five days a week, mm -hmm. I was at my desk, clients or not. So I, So all of that time was in advertising, coming up with ideas, contacting friends and, you know, seeing if they wanted to come to a talk. I did a lot of free lectures. I did a lot of free channeling, uh, having groups together and, you know, talking a bit about tarot and, and people would show up. Yeah. And it grew. So, yeah, it's just being open. It's not, I am right. It is, oh, it's this adventure, this exploration. Sounds good. Well, that was a nice little, uh, you never know where these talks are going to yeah. go. <laughs> They're really not planned. <laughs> no, definitely not planned. Just this spur of the moment uh, thought process. Mm, wonderful, though. Yeah. It's always surprising to see what shows up. It is, isn't it? I'm a little bit flabbergasted today. Cool. <laughs> All right, my love. Well, you have a lovely week, and I will see you next yeah. week. And bye, everyone, in podcast. Oh, girls <laughs> We're looking forward to hearing from you, and uh, happy listening. Yeah, have a great week. Speak to you soon. Bye. bye. bye.